Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. One of my most downloaded podcast episodes is episode number two from 2021, where I talked about how I lost 20 pounds in 2020 during the pandemic and how I created my signature weight loss framework using those methods that worked for me. And it's what I now teach my clients so that they can lose their weight for the last time. But I recently realized that since 2019, I've actually lost closer to 35 pounds give or take a few, because now I've started lifting heavy weights at the gym and the number on the scale fluctuates five-ish pounds, which I'm actually okay with. And I'll explain that in today's episode. So one of the things that I didn't know when I released episode two that I now know is that I have body dysmorphia disorder. I shared my story earlier this year on episode 85, but in a nutshell, for me, my body dysmorphia distorts what I see in the mirror. And sometimes when I look back at old photos of myself from a few years ago, it's a bit of a mindfuck because I don't remember looking like that. And so the other day I was going through my camera roll and found a picture from, I think it was 2017. And I did a side by side using a recent photo. I was like, damn, I don't recognize that person. This is one of the reasons why I always emphasize how important it is to track your weight loss journey with photos and measurements. Because when you're in the moment, you don't see the changes and it's easy to forget where you started. For someone with body dysmorphia, it goes even deeper because there is a disassociation that happens that makes you question what's real and what's not real based on whatever's going on on that given day. So I realized the other day that I've come a really long way. I started working with a new business coach this month and she asked, in an ocean of coaches, because there's so many coaches out here, what makes you different? Because that's where you need to focus. That's where your people, the people that need your help, the people that want your help, the people that want to work with you, that's where they're going to find you. And as I was writing down all these ideas, it hit me. I'm a weight loss and life coach with body dysmorphia. And when I first discovered this, I was actually ashamed to admit it. Because just like when I got my first certifications in health coaching and personal training back in 2019, I believe, I didn't do anything with it for a long time because I didn't think I was thin enough yet or healthy enough yet to help people. And I felt the same about my body dysmorphia diagnosis. In fact, when I decided to share my story on the podcast, I still remember driving to the studio where we recorded that episode and I just cried. I felt so scared and so nervous and so vulnerable. And I was terrified that my audience was going to judge me. I was terrified that people were going to think less of me, that I was less qualified or less professional because of my own struggles with my body image. 
And I remember recording that episode. I was literally shaking the entire time. It's on video. I don't know how noticeable it is, but it's definitely noticeable for me because I was so scared. I was literally like, what if people lose respect for me? And fortunately, it, it didn't happen. And I actually got a lot of positive feedback. But it took me a lot of coaching myself, getting coached by my coaches, doing the inner work, doing the healing, getting therapy, doing a lot of things to even allow me to get to that place where I could share that part of my life. And I realized my flaws and my imperfections and my hard knocks and the hard lessons that I've had to learn the hard way, those are the things that actually make me a great coach. I remember getting coached by one of my coaches. I don't think I've shared this story. I received a negative review earlier this year for the first time in the two years that I've had this podcast. And as silly as it sounds now, I was devastated. I was so hurt that someone went out of their way to say something so unnecessary. And now everybody was going to see this. You can't hide them and you can't respond to them. So it felt very just like out of control. And it brought up some childhood wounds of being bullied and not being accepted for who I was and being made fun of because of the way that I talked and because I didn't know perfect English when I was a kid and because I looked different and my parents didn't have a lot of money and I wasn't the best dressed and all of these things, right, that came up for me just from that one stupid comment. And I was getting coached and I remember saying, I wish I wasn't so sensitive. I wish I had tougher skin because this shouldn't hurt me, but it does. And it hurts me because this podcast is literally to help people. The content that I put out is literally because I want to help the woman that is where I was. I remember my coach saying, what if being sensitive isn't a problem? How is being sensitive a superpower for you? And I remember saying, and I was in tears when I was saying this, being sensitive makes me a great coach because I can literally feel my clients and I literally fall in love with each and every one of them because I connect with them so deeply. And it makes me a great mother because I love my son so much. And I've made it my job to give him all the love that I never got. And it's the reason why we're so close. And I can honestly say he knows love and he knows he will always be loved. So being sensitive and being vulnerable doesn't have to be a weakness. It can actually be part of what makes me different in a good way. I didn't think I was going to cry today. I'm sorry. But to this day, I um, I get a lot of negative comments, especially on TikTok, since my, my page grew so quickly. And it's usually someone saying, you're not skinny enough to be a weight loss coach. And fortunately... It doesn't hurt me anymore. But to be someone that has body dysmorphia and have strangers on the internet tell you that you're not skinny enough to help people lose weight is 
is harsh. Some exposure therapy for my ass. And fortunately, I had to quickly, quickly learn to not let that get to me. But I think if I didn't have such a strong and resilient mindset now, and it took me a long time to get here, I don't think I would have made it. (laughs) I don't think I would have made it on TikTok because people say God awful things. I've actually pulled myself away from it quite a bit over the past few weeks because it really was starting to affect my mental health. And my mental health comes first and foremost before any cloud, any influencer bullshit or any of that. I will take that shit down if I have to and be totally fine with losing all those followers if it were to ever get to that point where I couldn't mentally deal with it. But it's been tough. And it doesn't hurt me anymore. But it annoys me. Because again, I go back to I put out content to help people. And to be met with negativity when all you're trying to give is love and positivity is a very strange thing. And the reality is, I've never wanted to be skinny. So now I'm really able to say with my entire chest that if your goal is to be skinny, I am not your coach. If you want to be emotionally and physically strong and healthy, I got you. If you want to be confident and calm, I'm your coach. If you want to get to a place where no one can fuck with you, Because you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're worthy, I got you. That's what I work with my clients on. Not I want to fit into my size zero jeans that I wore when I was a junior in college. That's not what we're doing here. And over the past five years, I have gone through the trenches to get to the other side where I am now. Five years ago, I weighed almost 180 pounds I'm five foot five. I don't think people realize how short I am. I just wear heels all the time. Five years ago, I was addicted to antidepressants and sleeping pills. Five years ago, I drank a bottle of wine every single night. Five years ago, I was a binge eater. I was an emotional eater. I was a highly functioning depressed person with an overeating and overdrinking problem. So no, I'm not this skinny, mini, bubbly bitch that's never had a rough day. I've been through hell. I'm a warrior with scars on my heart. So when I say it won't always be easy, it's because I've lived it. I know what it's like to hate what you see in the mirror. I know what it's like to hate yourself and devalue yourself for decades So as someone who's figured out how to lose 30 pounds and keep it off for the past three years, here's what I know for sure works. Number one is having the right mindset. I've talked about this on the show before, but the difference between the person who loses weight for good and the one who stays stuck is the way she thinks. Your thoughts create your results. So if you don't like your results, you got to change your fucking thoughts. For decades, I believe that life And everything in life had to be hard and complicated because that's just what I was used to. Once I learned that being bitter and miserable was a choice, that shit is only as complicated as I make it, and that I could choose to think different thoughts, my entire life changed, my body changed, my health changed, 
and I was able to create this business that I love so much. When I look at all the women that I've worked with, the ones that get life-changing results are the ones that understand that transformation is all about mindset. It's all about being willing to let go of your old habits, your thought errors, your limiting beliefs, and all of the excuses when things get hard. Lazy people don't get transformations. Stubborn people don't get transformations. Know-it-alls don't get transformations. People that are committed to always being right or always being miserable, they don't get transformations. In order to maintain your weight loss, you need to learn how to maintain and manage your mind. And it is a constant thing. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a quick fix. I wouldn't have been able to keep my weight off, especially with the disruptive thoughts that I have because of my body dysmorphia, if I didn't commit to doing the deep mindset work. Number two, I became an expert at listening to my body and eating according to its cues. It truly is the reason why I can eat whatever I want and I've been able to maintain my weight loss. When you start paying attention to your body, you start eating the foods that make you feel good. Not the foods that taste good, not the foods that look good, the ones that make your body feel good. You're not eating shit because it just tastes so good. I want to eat it all, but it makes your stomach hurt. This is what I used to do. A lot of us like to eat foods that we swear we love so much, but those foods don't love you back. I didn't follow a diet or a meal plan or count calories or macros. I just ate when I was hungry and stopped when I was satisfied. And learning the difference between satisfied and full is one of the most important lessons because it can be a difference of three to five bites. And those are the extra bites that add up on the scale. Putting the fork down, pushing the plate away, throwing out the extra food requires discipline. If you don't have discipline, you're going to struggle a lot. You're going to think you need motivation and shit like that, but you don't need to be motivated. You don't need willpower. You need discipline. If you don't have discipline, you're going to struggle with losing weight and keeping it off because lack of discipline creates chaos and lack of control. One thing that I emphasize with my clients is the importance of being intentional about every single thing you do. Everything you eat, everything you feel, every choice you make, make it with full control and intentionality. If you let life happen to you, you're not going to like your results because you will be driven by your whims and your urges, and those are based on fleeting emotions. Being intentional is so powerful. I just started working with a new client. It's barely been two weeks. She's already lost around six pounds. We haven't even dug into the nitty gritty of the program. The main thing that I wanted her to focus on as she started getting acclimated with my framework and all the things, being intentional. Think before you eat. Take a moment as you're logging the food in my app that we use so that I can see everything. Just take a moment. Ask yourself, am I hungry? 
And she's been so intentional in just that change in habits of not being on autopilot, of just taking an extra moment and checking in with herself. And she's already losing weight. She's already out of the 200s. I'm so proud of her. It's all about being intentional. That is how you get out of being subconscious, letting shit happen to you, and just living your life on autopilot. Being intentional. Number four, stress management. If you are constantly in fight or flight mode and your nervous system is always activated, you will not lose weight. My clients that have extremely successful jobs struggle a lot because their nervous system will not allow their body to release fat. So we have to work extra hard on stress management, on emotional management, and on creating moments of calm throughout the day to allow their nervous system to relax. Whether it's journaling, meditating, listening to music, doing restorative exercises, even having a coach to guide you that you can vent to, that can help you sort out all the thoughts that are circling the drain. It's so important. When I tell people that I have an entire advisory board of coaches, they think I'm exaggerating. (laughs) But I do, because otherwise, I can't turn off my thoughts, and I won't get anything accomplished. Let me tell you about my fight or flight. My fight or flight response is to take a nap. (laughs) It's the most unproductive thing in the whole world. My brain wants to put me back into the cave and hibernate. The last thing I have time to do is take a nap, but that's the only thing I want to do when I'm super stressed. That's why I need support. I can't do it all on my own. And so it's one of the reasons why I offer my private clients 24-7 chat access to me. Because when there's something really stressful going on, when their nervous system is so activated, They need an outlet. I want my clients to know that they are not alone on this journey. And that's so important because knowing that even if nobody else understands what's going on or how to help them, I'm there for them. Whether it's to listen, to coach you, to send you resources, to help you brainstorm, whatever it is that you need, I'm there. And it's powerful because oftentimes, This journey to transformation is lonely as hell. And I don't want my girls to feel lonely because I know what that feels like. And lastly, finding the right exercises made a huge difference in my ability to keep the weight off. I lost the weight by working out at home. I built my little home gym in the basement and just started creating programs. I fell in love with lifting weights from my basement. And so when I started going back to the gym earlier this year, really for the first time since they shut everything down a couple years ago, I really got used to working out at home. I didn't even want to go to the gym for a long time. And you don't have to unless you want to. I started to want to just so that I could try different exercises, so that I could start lifting heavier, so that I could get more muscle. Because there was a time where I was feeling like I was getting a little too small, And I'm low-key obsessed with keeping my curves. And I know that in order to keep my curves, I got to lift weights. I've also been seriously considering getting a bar certification to add to my strength training program. So I'll probably start that soon because it's one way where I can combine my love of dancing with my love of exercising. 
But it's so, so, so important to lift weights. I cannot emphasize it enough. I know a lot of you love your Pelotons. I love my Peloton too. But if you want to lose weight, keep it off, change your body composition, and get strong, you got to learn how to lift weights. Go to Target, buy some dumbbells, join my boot camp, do my YouTube videos. Give it a solid try. I've managed to get most of my clients to enjoy lifting weights more than cardio. There's a few stragglers, (laughs) but most of them are on board. I think in episode two, I shared 10 things that I did to lose 20 pounds in 2020. So in this episode, I wanted to keep it more condensed to my top five. The top five things that I've done to lose over 30 pounds since starting my weight loss journey and keep it off. You'll notice I didn't say I cleaned out my pantry. You'll notice I didn't say I spent two hours at the gym. Um, You'll notice I didn't say I just stopped eating all the shit. I didn't say any of that doesn't require that. At the end of the day, it's hard to know what's going on with your body when you're disconnected from it. That's why I focus so much on intuition and intention. I figured out how to stop yo-yoing up and down the scale and finally lose this damn weight in a way that felt like freedom instead of deprivation. And fortunately for you, you don't have to get all the certifications and all the education that I got in order to get the same results. I teach my VIP clients my cheat code, my exact framework that took me two years to perfect. It works beautifully. I am so proud of my framework because I see how it changes lives. It changed mine and it changes the lives of the people that I work with. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or confused, about how to approach your fitness and weight loss journey, I invite you to click the link in my show notes and apply to work with me. I only have a few spots left for the rest of 2023, so I want you to be sure that you apply now. Don't wait till January. Don't put it off until New Year's Day like everyone else. Choose yourself now. I'm here to guide you every step of the way. That's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. To learn more about how to work with me, go to eva.fit and click on the work with me button. While you're there, be sure to check out my free weight loss resources so that you can get a jumpstart on your journey. I'll see you there.